2: This podcast is recorded on Noongar land. We'd like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land and extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal, Torres Strait Islander and their elders who are listening today. We respect their spiritual relationship with their country.
1: Have you ever wondered exactly what it is that that married man found so appealing about paying for it? Or watched the murder doco and thought, how can that monster's mother still love him? Welcome to To Be Frank, the show that invites you to step inside the world of Constance Hall as she explores the most interesting topics and people from all over the world with no BS, no filter. Now your host Constance Hall and co-host Claudia McLeod.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Frank with Constance Hall and Claudia McLeod. Good morning. We need to give a trigger warning. I'm not a huge fan of trigger warnings myself. Um, A lot of things I think should just be said and dealt with. But for this particular episode, I'm going to give a trigger warning because there is suicidal ideation and we do talk about suicide. So if you feel like you might be triggered at all, give this one a skip. And if not, please continue to listen. It's a super important story. Today we interview an incredible woman by the name of Kylie Bailey. Kylie Bailey is a queen. We're going to call her a queen, even though our listeners are our Frankies. But once you listen to Kylie's story, you too will be referring to her as a queen. She received the most horrendous news earlier this year on International Women's Day, to be exact, that her daughter had attempted to take her own life and was now in hospital On life support. Now, from Kylie's perspective, her beautiful daughter, Caitlin Thornton's suicide, was shrouded in suspicion, super unusual circumstances. Not only that, but there was a huge problem with the release of her body. You'll go on to listen to the interview. I don't want to tell you everything, but I'd actually prefer you guys to make up your own minds about this after hearing it. It is a fucked case if I'm going to be honest. It is like really fucked and we're going to share in the um, show notes Kylie's GoFundMe page if you want to help her try and get a um, coroner lawyer, a lawyer that specials in coronal investigations. She's got a lot of legal fees
0: that she needs help with and to get the, her grandsons back into some care with her. So we've got to raise some
2: money for her. And she's also we're also going to share a petition to change legislations around bodies. One of Kylie's main messages is if you think you don't own anything and you don't have any money, you don't need a will, you need to think again because your very body can be held ransom. Whoever's
0: your next of kin has got control over.
2: And who is your next of kin? If you're in a on again, off again, potentially abusive relationship, that can be a really scary thought. Anyway, guys, have a listen. Hope you like it. And we're going to add a little update at the end because we did record this a month ago while we were still recording our interviews for the launch. Thanks, Frankie. Enjoy. Today we have a guest that messaged me on Facebook. Her story was much too compelling and much too horrific for me to just write a post about it and, you know, introduce everyone to it that way. I felt like I really needed to speak to this woman and find out how this could possibly happen and how we can help basically. So I'm not going to paraphrase or explain it to you. I'm going to jump right in and introduce you to Kylie. Thanks so much for joining us.
3: Hi, thank you. Your
2: life sort of turned upside down. How long ago was it now?
3: It did, it did. So three months ago on International Women's Day. Oh,
2: How did you find out?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I've got a beautiful 21-year-old daughter. Her name's Caitlin. She's a mother of two boys, so they're one and two years old, 11 months apart. Wow, Irish twins. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So Caitlin was unfortunately a victim of domestic violence um, from her former partner, and she had currently moved back in with him for a short time. When on International Women's Day, we got a knock on the door by police and I looked at the police officer and I just asked him, I said straight away, is my daughter alive? And mm. he said, can I please come in? And I knew mm. straight away that something wasn't right. Um, he was the same police officer that had arrested her former partner previously for domestic violence charges. So I knew mm. straight away that this was not good news at 11.30 at night. No, Oh, yeah. I'm
2: so my sorry God. that
3: that happened. It's that oh.
2: What happened next? I mean, with obviously you wanted to know everything as you would as a mother.
3: Yeah, definitely. What
2: did he, how did he tell you how she died?
3: They said that they didn't know how she died. She was found unconscious in his backyard and they didn't know whether it was self-harm or anything else and that she was on her way to the major hospital and they had revived her seven times already. Uh, She was in cardiac arrest and she uh, was looking like she was not going to regain consciousness and we needed to get to the hospital immediately.
2: Were you on your own or did you have a partner? My
3: ex-partner at the time, he took me to the hospital. I was in no state to drive, obviously. We arrived there and she had been placed um, in an induced coma on life support. Oh,
2: your baby girl. Where were her children at this point?
3: The children were with her former partner and he was at the hospital, so he was in the room when we arrived.
2: As in the domestic violence perpetrator? Yes. Wow. Who called an ambulance or who performed CPR? He did.
3: So he's the one that found her in the backyard. Um, Just after an argument they'd had, he found her unconscious in the backyard. He started to perform CPR, called Triple O, and the neighbours attended and performed CPR until the ambulance got there.
2: Oh, I'm just going to, you know, be blunt and ask you questions as if we've known each other forever. So you've got no obligation to answer any of my questions, of course, but did she have a history? You kind of know your children, don't you? You kind of know if you need to be on alert for something. Was there anything that had alerted you to thinking that could happen or just him? No,
3: no, I was concerned about her safety in his presence, but she had texted me to say that she was now staying with a friend and she'd left him and she was yeah at the friend's house. She borrowed a little bit of money to get herself some dinner with the boys and her children, which are the boys, and so I assumed that she was safe and away from his house, but she'd returned to get some belongings that night.
2: And they had an argument that night?
3: Yes, she arrived about 8 o'clock at night at his place, and 8.37 was a triple O phone call.
2: So what did she say on the triple O call? Have you been able to hear that? Not yet. So
3: there is going to be a coronial inquest, so yeah. that will come out in the coronial inquest.
2: Right. Wow. And so have the police told you what she said on? Was it, well, you know how sometimes you go, I think I might need assistance, or sometimes you're like, how now? Was it, did, did they give you anything or they haven't been able to pull it up themselves?
3: Yeah, well, the triple O call was actually from her former partner. To oh, say that called. she was, right. yeah, he called. Yeah. To say
2: what? Uh, to say that she was deceased. Sorry, I'm going, I thought you were saying that the police had been called the night before with an argument.
3: Oh, yeah. So the police had attended the property three times in that 24-hour period. Oh. Um, and there the was a history, it happened
2: police. other times as well, yeah.
3: right?
2: Yeah. yeah. So the police were yeah. getting called because of violence and DV that was yeah. happening. Do you know if it was Caitlin that called the police?
3: Uh, the next door neighbours. The next door neighbours called call them three yeah. times.
2: My gosh! Yeah. Oh. I mean, you don't need two people that you don't know telling you how horrific this is. Obviously, you're living it. Has the partner been charged with anything?
3: He hasn't been charged with any offences towards Caitlin, so that will come out in the coronial inquest. So any domestic violence will be yeah come out in that. But there was previous charges from an assault in November. So he had three charges on him in November. For assaults on Caitlin, and they were all recently dropped because she's no longer a witness to testify.
2: Can I ask you, with the way that Caitlin was found having when she passed away, was there anything to suspect that if the police were telling you that it was suicide, were they? That it was self harm? Yeah.
3: Yeah, the police are suspecting self-harm, so they're believing that she was strangled, whether that by by hanging, but uh, her former partner, when the neighbours arrived, she was not hanging anywhere. She was on the ground in the backyard. So he said that he's found her hanging.
2: And then pulled her down?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. On his own? Yeah. And so you suspected that, that you knew that there was obviously DV issues, but no issues with her doing anything like that to herself prior?
2: No,
3: definitely not. So there wasn't a current affair episode um, with some vision from that day.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, so I only, actually watched that. It was awful. I only just yeah. found out
2: about it and I said to Claudia, damn, I wish I had watched it, but then I thought, well, maybe it's good that I have not so that I can ask all of the questions from someone that doesn't know you know, the story for any of our new yeah. people new to yep. the story. Mm.
3: Yeah, that was only a few hours before her death and she refused to leave his house without her children. So I highly doubt that she would. No, do yeah. that well, to that no. the yes. children yeah. after refusing to leave without them. Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. You know, I think the something that to me rings alarm bells is when you know that the children's father is not somebody that you want to raise the children. You have an even bigger fear of death, don't you? Because you think what will happen without me, and so I just Absolutely. don't. I just can't imagine anybody impulsive enough to cross those lines if they weren't suffering from mental health beforehand. Yeah. yeah, I guess my concern would be for you because I obviously watch a lot of murder docos and (laughs) lots of true crime, so I think I'm an expert. (laughs) But often, and I can't tell you how many cases similar to this that have come to light recently, it is shocking. But a lot of the time this scene hasn't been treated as a crime scene. Yep. So was everything done by the book, do you think, or are you going to have to wait for the coronial...
3: Yeah, so the police investigated the area. Um, So they took away a lot of evidence from that night. Uh, They were at the house until 3 a.m., taking evidence, and they've prepared a brief for the coroner.
2: The coronial inquest is different to the police investigation, isn't it? So there's no active investigation. The
3: police have done an investigation. Mm. Um, So they've interviewed the neighbours, they've interviewed him, anybody that was involved, and they've taken quite a lot of evidence and they've taken both of their phones, looking at evidence on the phones as well, and they've found some things that are of interest to the investigation, they've told me. Those will be all put towards for the coroner so the coroner can determine what actually happened.
2: Ugh. Are you somebody that is like, I need to know everything now? I want to know. Can Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would be going. That's my daughter's phone. I need to go through yes. it so that I can yes. really thoroughly investigate it because I know him and I know her and so I'll be able to, you know. Have you been given access to that sort of stuff? I haven't been given access to her actual phone. I do have access to her
3: Facebook Messenger because um, she did leave her iPad here with her Messenger on it. I have had access to that and read messages between the two of them, which are quite awful. Yeah, there's quite a lot of evidence in there as well.
2: So can you download through iCloud? Can you download iCloud messages? Does she have Apple?
3: Uh, she does. I haven't tried that
0: as yet.
2: I've just left her actual phone with the police. Kylie, you, you need con because she's like really a bit of a detective. <laughs> I am. But Kylie, I actually, you think be- I'm good. No, but I'm not good with technology. But I do have a friend, Kat Abiannick, and she's incredible with uh, technology. <laughs> and she actually said to me recently one of her new, I guess, non-for-profit business ideas was or things that she was going to do was to help women that were leaving relationships. Often when you go to a um, refuge or something, that a woman's refuge, they will tell you to bin your phone because it's going to be stalked. She's actually autistic and she thinks in that tech world like an absolute genius and so she's like, no, I'm not having it. Why do women have to throw their phones away when they can quite easily be empowered with how to turn off all their locations and, you know, anti-spy You know, whatever it is. And I was like, that's such a good idea because it hates it. You know, you're leaving your home, you're leaving potentially your children, you're leaving everything you know to go to a safe house and you have to, you know, you can't. But I know, but you know,
0: in that moment, you don't, you're not
2: thinking like that. Well, I know a lot of women that are. Anyway, that's another story. The thing I really need to know, Kylie, is what about the
0: kids? Like, where are the kids? Has he got the kids?
3: Uh, He's currently incarcerated for other matters. Um, Oh, so not related to this. No, not related to this. So, he's been since incarcerated. Are we allowed to say his name? Uh, you probably can. You was probably it on can. a current so affair? Yes, it was.
2: Okay. So, what's his name?
3: So, his name's Alex. Alex. So, yeah, he's currently incarcerated. He's in remand. Um, he did face wow. court on Monday for some charges on my ex-partner. He was found guilty on all three charges of assault on him. Oh. Um he was protecting Caitlin at our property one day when he arrived. Yeah, he assaulted my ex-partner. Um, so he was found guilty on all those three charges. There is a matter before the courts at the moment for um, an assault on myself as well, which happened at the hospital at the time of her oh,
0: passing. Oh, my God. Are um, you kidding
2: me? Right. Yeah, yeah. This definitely. guy sounds
0: like just an animal.
2: So with your um, – yeah. you say ex-partner. Sorry, I'm just going to pry. Again, don't answer if you don't want to, but – has this sort of trauma has it affected your relationship?
3: Yes, that- it has. So my my husband and I separated. Yeah. Is that Caitlin's dad? Yeah. No, stepfather, stepdad.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. It's just so difficult, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. relationships are difficult anyway. How the fuck would you navigate that while you're on a mission yeah. now, aren't you? That's the the, the vision yeah. I got when I got your messages. I was like, this isn't a woman to be fucked with, I'm afraid. She's sort of going no, to get to... not. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So he's
0: and in jail. jail. So yep. Sorry, where are the kids? So
3: the kids are currently with his family. What? Uh, so as, yeah, so DCJ, they believe that they are safe. Um, And they're currently with his family. Because he's a surviving parent, he still has parental responsibilities for the kids, even though he's incarcerated. He can say where the kids go. Yeah. Do you miss those boys? Can you see them? Absolutely. Would you take them on? Oh, absolutely, 100%, and that's my aim. Um, So I'm currently in proceedings at the moment. Do they they Um, allow you to see the kids? I've now seen them twice. The family will only allow me to see them in a supervised visit with child protection.
2: Why? That you've had no charges against you?
3: No, absolutely not. And I'm not part of any safety plan with DCJ, which is child protection. Yeah. Um, in New South Wales.
2: So I'm not
0: part of any safety plan. I've been no risk to those they probably children. They feel like that they're admit- they admitting his guilt or something by, I don't know. you
2: know that- I just think they need you yeah. right now. You know, the paternal link is so much stronger than, yeah. in, you know, I mean, sure, you've got your cases where the father's parents are. But if you look at studies on a whole, there is a stronger maternal like bond between the yeah. mum, the mum's grandma because you would yeah. feel like mum.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. and sound like her.
2: Yeah, well, Kylie, that is absolutely yeah. heartbreaking. I can't understand why his parents wouldn't. Are they just fucked like him? Oh, you don't want yes, to say that. Are, are they? To be honest? Are? Yes. Well, they sound like it. And half the time, if you've got a son like that and you yeah. haven't intervened yeah. earlier, well, then that's, that's
0: probably why he is the way he is. I mean. right? Yeah,
3: the apple doesn't fall far from the tree.
2: No, it doesn't. It's just trauma for those poor babies. So young and he's taken everything away. My stepson, his mother did commit suicide. And I feel even weird saying those words because you are told not to say them on a public forum ever in case it, you know, encourages things. But I would never talk in that manner. Every now and then I just think about all the stuff that she's missing and that he, you know, extra things that come up and I've, you know, I've said to him so many times, like, I'm never going to try and take the place of your mum, but I love you like I love my kids. And he'll be, you know, I'll tell, try and say to him, "You can tell me to shut up." That's what my other kids do, but he won't. Because he's just, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's this polite boy, but also I feel like he doesn't feel like he can. Or do you know? Yeah. It's something that you you can do with your mum, Well, not that you tell your mum to shut up all the time, but you're just so comfortable that your inner moods they come out with your mum, don't they? And it's just something that... Yeah, absolutely. So what can we do? How can we help?
3: We've got to get you the kids. So I'm currently in family law proceedings at the moment, which I I can't discuss too much about. Yeah, Uh, of course. So we do have, yeah, we do have an upcoming hearing. Um, and it's looking pretty positive,
2: which oh, is great. Great. So yeah. you are obviously paying for the – because I've been in family law for seven years and I'm too scared to even yeah. call my lawyer because I understand <laughs> the legal fees. Um, so you're obviously paying for this. It's not cheap. And um, yeah. I did say that there is a Facebook page because I think that this needs to be fought, like really, with, with a lot of aggression. It needs um, – you know, an army behind it to get these boys back to you.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And also on top of that, I mean, we've got the coronial inquest as well, which we need to get legal representation mm. for to for Caitlin.
2: So what kind of a lawyer is that that you're looking for? Like for a
0: coronial inquest, what is it? Yeah. Is it different? Is it be a criminal law? lawyer or...?
3: Yeah, yeah. So we need a specialised coronial inquest solicitor for that. The police prosecutor will act on Caitlin's behalf, but they're not going to question the police involvement, that sort of thing. So anything that we've uncovered that isn't part of the police brief, we need our own solicitor to bring up in court. So things like messages that the police... I've heard of
2: this before. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. really complex, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, I mean, we've found so many things since the police investigation that are of interest to the, the inquest. Uh, Do Caitlin have siblings? Yeah, she does. She's got a brother, so he's two years older than her. He's an absolutely beautiful yeah. boy. Yeah, absolutely respectful young
2: man. How old is he? She was 21, wasn't she? Yeah,
3: yep. So he just turned 24, and it's hmm. actually Caitlin's birthday in a week. So, yeah, oh. So she would have been 22. 22.
2: Yep is that why you left your boyfriend because you decided that you want to be with your son forever because that's what <laughs> you like doing <laughs> yeah my son's not allowed to leave the house unless he tells me where he's going what
3: he's doing and what time
2: oh, he'll be back you know billy violet always says to me i know that you've been either watching some true crime doco where someone's daughter dies or you've been speaking to somebody that you know who's lost their daughter when you come into my room and you're sniffing my hair yeah. and you're like spooning me and trying to sleep with me and i I'm like, is there ever a better reason to re- be reminded of what you still have, and and the fact that you can, you know, still give your babies these cuddles? Yeah. I bet your boy is is yeah, really everything to you right now. Of hey, course, yes. he would have st- struggled as well. Thank I you. really, I was watching, listening to um, the Hannah Story podcast recently, and when I heard the brother saying that he was sorry, I, I think at the funeral, I just burst into tears because I know my brothers who aren't older, they're younger, but they would feel the same way, you know, that sort of survivor's guilt of just wishing that they could have been there. You know, it's it's just – Absolutely, and can you tell me a bit about Caitlin?
3: Yeah, so she's a beautiful young lady. She's um very talented. She looks very pretty. Yeah, she is. She's gorgeous. I don't know where she gets that from. Mm. <laughs> she gets <comes> it from you. <laughs> uh, so she's really artistic. She was bright into art. So very talented with drawing portraits painting all that sort of stuff wow. she was yeah very talented and she'd just become a lash artist as well so she'd done beauty therapy right. um and just become a lash artist so she just started her own business a few months before her death yeah she had a little instagram page facebook page and yeah she was absolutely loving had it, it all happening yeah
2: yeah Oh, uh, was she and so she had two children quite young yes was she 19 when, or yeah, 19, 19 when she had her first boy. Yeah, and the first one was wow. born
3: premature too. So he was three months preemie. Oh, wow. So she was – Three months? Yeah, so she was a NICU mum.
2: Wow. Yeah, she just aced it. She wow. She just loved Natural. parenthood. Obviously, if she had another yeah, one. Yep,
0: definitely. Kylie, can I ask you, like, when she met Alex, like, were there signs straight away of you know coercive control? Did you other- just not
2: like him? Did you get that mum's instinct straight away?
3: Straight away, and so did my husband at the time. He picked it up straight away, which that caused a few issues between all of us because you know we're sort of like yeah. giving him the benefit of the doubt, but there was a lot of coercive control that started to happen. So he had had a car accident. He come and stayed at our house. Uh, my daughter was helping look after him, and. He sort he of didn't leave for quite a few months and it got to the point where wow. we had to, you know,
2: ask him to leave, like, you need to go. And what was your daughter saying to you? Was she going, Mum, I don't know why he's not going? Or was she going, Mum, don't be like that. Let him stay longer. Mum, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Yeah, like, Mom, like, like that, um, yeah, that yeah. would have been me as well. I was always like that. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> couldn't see it at the time.
3: We could, like, you know, he was working at the time. Yeah. There was no financial help. There was, you know, he was taking our car Gross. whenever he wanted. Oh, so, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But showing those signs of, of coercive control yeah, towards yeah. So she yeah.
3: had to basically one day her Facebook page just disappeared and I said, what happened? And she said, oh well, he doesn't like all the guys that I'm friends with that she went to school with and that sort of thing. So that disappeared. Is he
2: older than her? Yeah, he's two years older. Still not much for such abusive behaviour. Yeah. I mean, has his past been gone through? Uh, Well, we found out since
3: she passed away that his previous two girlfriends had had AVOs on him as well. So there there was, yeah, some abuse there as well.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: I have. I have. One of them actually came to the hospital um, oh, when Caitlin oh, wow. was in ICU. Yeah, they were beautiful people.
2: And Sometimes when you've been in a relationship with a guy, you know whether he would be capable of something or not. Don't you think when you've been intimate with someone, you kind of know whether, what their patterns are like and whether or not yeah. Caitlin would have been in? I mean, these are all things that the police should have been out investigating in my opinion. Do you feel a bit let down by the police force? A little bit,
3: but their hands are tied. I mean, so many times they arrive there from complaints from neighbours of domestic abuse and domestic violence and Caitlin would just put her hands in the air and go, nothing happened, nothing happened. But the retaliation, yeah, yeah, the repercussions of that is far worse than... But that's wrong. Police need to be
2: trained and I think they are trained a little bit, but they need more and they need more funding and resources because what woman in her right mind is going to go, he did X, Y, and Z. I don't know. Kylie,
0: if you did listen to that the Hannah's Story podcast, the latest episode was really interesting and they talked about, you know, different ideas of how to handle domestic violence. And one that I thought was amazing was having a trained, um, you know, either social worker or domestic violence person go out to every DV call because there are so many with a police officer because they are trained to spot the little things that are lurking underneath with the police I think they do the best they can but it's yeah I just thought it was a really great suggestion I hope that well I mean
2: I have called the police in situations where I wasn't safe and the police have always said right either you know whoever can go it depends on whether the kids and when you've got children and stuff but the guy the perpetrator of the abuse generally has to leave the house for 72 hours or at least 24 i'm surprised that they left her there after the neighbors have called them
0: yeah well especially after that you know, the video that's on a current affair you would think you just wouldn't want to leave that situation. It looked absolutely dire.
3: And that was so heroic of that neighbour to do that oh, as that well. And she, fil- filmed she decided it. to film um, oh. the event. Yeah, so the neighbour filmed it because um, she'd called the police, knowing full well that Caitlin had been assaulted. Caitlin had said to her that he did punch her in the face and she didn't want the police to be involved. And then the neighbour decided, I'm going to film this argument that's starting. So she was filming from her front door to next door, and could hear hear the entire argument, and then suddenly Caitlin started screaming for help. You could hear a door getting kicked in, and Caitlin just screamed for help about five times, Ugh. and she ran next door. Um, so that was Crying. yeah. To go into that situation was just massive, like yeah. And I must tell you that this is the same person that resuscitated Caitlin as well.
1: The neighbor, so she's our
3: guardian angel. Oh, yep. what a lovely woman! The one that resuscitated. What's her name? Her name's Shani. Shani. So she brought Caitlin back to life. Oh, wow. um, and she was with which, her. And that gave us a chance to say goodbye when she was on life support. Yeah. So she's to us, she's our angel.
2: Yeah. yeah. Just knowing there's someone yep. next door that could see what was really happening and that's got your back yep. is important as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and she, she would have heard some horrible, oh, poor thing.
3: She has. Yeah, she's. it's been quite traumatic for her. And since that episode of A Current Affair went to air, Alex, knowing that she was the one that filmed it, he sent her threatening messages via Facebook as well, threatening her.
2: Has he still got that same rental next door to Shani? No. So he was kicked out of there
3: after the event. Yeah.
2: yeah I was just thinking surely the courts will see that if they stayed at your house when he had an accident, the kids have been involved in your life so much. I mean, I know that no one can talk about family court proceedings while they're still happening, but, and that kind of worries me sometimes as well, because I wonder about all the other cases that are just so out of this world. And and the only thing we really have as a defense against this sort of stuff is our voice, isn't It's our ability to share with as many people as we can so that enough people get angry and things have to change.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, Kylie. So when we do a catch up with you soon, I want to see that the two boys are sitting there with you. (laughs) Yeah,
3: that would be amazing. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed they are.
2: Do you feel like you, it's only been three months, but a, a chance to kind of even process it while you still have no justice and the children not in your arms? Do you kind of feel like yeah, like you just hit the ground running? You kind of started fighting the minute that it happened, didn't you? Yeah. Well, so our fight happened straight away. Um, basically,
3: three hours after the event happened, we were notified that Alex had listed himself as Caitlin's next of kin telling the police that she had no family, that there was no parents. Um, It's only that there was one police officer there at the house that did realise that who who she was and that knew us. And that's how we were notified three hours after it happened. But getting to the hospital, we had no say in anything.
2: We had no say about turning oh. her life
3: support off.
2: So he decided when it got turned off?
3: Yeah. So he was in the hospital room the entire time. He was there for her brain function test to determine that there was no life. He was there when her life support was turned off. <laughs> we were there as well. But What is worse than that, once she left the ward from ICU and went to forensic medicine, I no longer had my daughter. So he would not release her for a funeral. It took six and a half weeks for us to get a funeral. We had to go to the coroner's court, state coroner's court, which all determined that he was still next of kin as he was a former partner and father of her children. And then our next step was Supreme Court, but we couldn't afford the $20,000 down payment to put in the application. So yeah, he was next of kin. Uh, We had no say in her funeral, no say in her burial or cremation until... Was he there? He didn't end up being there because he was incarcerated by this stage, but he did try to blackmail us, asking us to remove AVOs on him and charges on him to be allowed to have our daughter back. Eventually, he agreed to letting us have a funeral and we had to have her buried because, honestly, I was going to have her cremated so he could never get a hands on her again. The only way that he would release her body is if we agreed to a burial, so she has been buried. Um, Why? Yeah, control. Control.
2: It's control. And he continues to do it now through the children. so crazy. Yeah. He's actually really dangerous around the children. He I is. mean, thank God he's in jail at the moment. But, yep. yeah, he's he is the prime person who would put you all through that for nothing and, and burying instead of yep. cremating. It's just I'm, I'm a little yep. bit fucking gobsmacked at this i just thought oh to myself i yeah, could and die just, and my ex could take my body away from my mum and kids because did, did you, you know that? was like,
0: next of
3: kin
2: uh no i didn't it, how do you become someone's next of kin
3: by being there at the scene and saying she's my partner she shouldn't live there level of next of kin goes your partner and then it goes your parents does it automatically do that Yep. separated
2: Yeah, didn't matter. Because she was there that night? Yeah, because it happened. Yeah, she was at his house. This is what these men are like. They go, oh, a little bit of control. They get excited about it and they will just use it, you know, anything. And I'll often say to people, they go, oh, I might just ask the ex if we can. Do not ask him because he will say no or he will play games (laughs) or he will pretend that you can and then last minute say you can't, you know?
0: Kylie, I hope that at the coronial inquest something – you know, is done about that as well, or it shines some light on that because that is really like I had no idea. I mm. thought it, I, I guess it's sort of like you know you fill out forms, and I put my husband on there now. Yeah, but so if you're single, it goes to your parents. Yeah, yeah. Automatically, it's yeah. That's that's got to change. That has got to change. Absolutely. It does have to
2: change. I completely agree. And oh, wow. um, I never realised that. I would also like to know if the coronial inquest is going to be looking into the night before, you know, these things, because it sounds sounds to me like um, Caitlin had an incredible life ahead of her.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So I had a friend who lived around the corner and her daughter took her own life after a life of, she was only 18, a life of beautiful, happy childhood, no mental health issues, really struggling with the guy that she was with. And then she took her own life and he didn't call an ambulance. He didn't wow. do anything to help her and he didn't get charged. And not only was there that, but there was another case that a woman, messaged me on Facebook again, with a similar story. My daughter didn't survive. This is a woman who actually did take her life, but she didn't survive, but she was in a abusive relationship and over the... Two years she went from being this incredible thing, this amazing woman with this huge future, to severely depressed, which is, you know, they say trait or state. Is something a trait or is it a state? It's not a trait of hers. It's a state. And then she took her own life. And I just think for these families to have suicide on their death certificates, I just wish there was something where if you have been a victim of domestic violence and in any shape or form, there should be another term for it. Yeah because, no, they didn't want to leave this world. They just wanted to leave him. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. I mean,
3: there is a text message between the two of them and he was absolutely harassing her and abusing her, even by message from the same house. And she said, just stop, I'll end up taking my life. And his reply was, I'm going to do it for you. <gasps> yeah, he was going to do it for her. Um, and that's one of the last text messages that, yeah, in the text oh, thread no, she got. Oh, wow. yeah. Hence why there's a coronial inquiry
0: like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, I yeah. hope it's really interesting to see what happens.
3: Yeah, I, yeah. I hope you get.
0: So, what, how did you? Oh, did you get told about
2: these messages by the police? Um, no,
3: they were on her Facebook Messenger between the two of them.
2: Ah, oh. yeah. Right. Good on you. you need to get that phone back so that we can take it through our own forensics. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'll um, we'll cover something. I well, so can we share, obviously, the GoFundMe page? Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, hopefully the yeah, Queen's. Yeah, that's what we
2: want because Queen's, even though, out. yeah, and even though you think to yourself, oh, well, this is like legals and all that kind of stuff, what people don't realise is funds are actually what will give you the, the leg up to get heard by a court and to make sure that this case stays open. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so expensive. But have you listened to the podcast Phoebe's Fall? No, I haven't. I will, though, now. Uh, you know, Kylie, you need to listen to it because I was just saying to Claudia today, this is so similar. And what ended up stopping them was funds. Yeah. It was funds. And for a second coronial inquest, I think there was, you know, it, it was they, the family could have, you know, done more and pushed mm. it further. But, you know, there comes a time and, and uh, many yeah. years that passed where you just can't. You can't afford it. You can't come up with the money.
0: Yeah. So you've got the drive, Kylie. Yep. You've got the fight for her. But we've uh, got yeah. the platform,
2: so we're going to. Get, get you to some more cash. I'm going to share it on my socials as well. This is really, really important. Absolutely, street, you can't have him back on the street, can you?
3: No, I mean we nearly lost her. She was in the forensic morgue for six and a half weeks, um, laying there. We couldn't even release her. He actually posted photos of her on the trolley in the morgue on Facebook. And a picture of You're her kidding, t- and a picture of her toe tag, and we couldn't even go and visit her because we weren't next of kin. Eventually, is that even legal? Like is this no, guy- it's not. Um, it's not legal. No, you can't take a photo with, no, without no, someone's consent. Do that?
2: Oh my god! Some really fucking injustice, like yeah. unjust things, have happened here. Yeah, it's even- like he was tormenting you. Did he have Absolutely. a problem with you because you wanted him to move out that time, or just because yeah. you were an ally of hers?
3: <laughs> Yeah, just because you were in hellivers, because I could see through Mm. his bullshit. Simple, I could Mm. see through the bullshit, Mm. and I was helping my daughter get away from him. He's not even a human. When is he due to get out of jail? Uh, So he is applying for for bail through the Supreme Court in the next two weeks. um, But he was due to get out at the end of July, as long as he doesn't have any more um, sentences. Yeah, so he does have quite a few matters before the courts. I think there is about 10. Sounds like he's got quite a few.
2: Yep. He sounds very unhinged. How long were you with your partner for that you broke up with? Seven years. Seven years. So he really was from a teenager, Caitlin's stepdad. Did they have a good relationship?
3: Yeah, they did. They did until Alex came along and Alex Mm -hmm. was very coercive about who she could be around. It fractured a lot of her friendships. Just isolated her. Yeah, she was completely isolated. And I mean that it didn't sort of stop people from, you know, caring about her. The constant flow of people coming through ICU to say goodbye to her was just was absolutely beautiful. And I mean he's in the background screaming, Who are you? Why haven't you been around for the last three years? and um, Oh fuck off. Yep. Yeah. And, and they're just like, look in the mirror, mate, look in the mirror.
2: Yeah. And also, like, yep. the, exactly, we're not here because of you and we're remembering the girl she was before she met you.
0: Anyway, can we ask you some very frank questions? To the podcast Because this is what we do to all our guests. Yeah. Okay. Let's
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> Claude loves being
0: organised. <laughs> I love it. No, <laughs> otherwise I forget to do it. Kylie, about you, what is your unhealthiest and filthiest habit that you do regularly? Chocolate. (laughs) Mm, (laughs) That's
2: that's normal, Kylie. A lot
3: of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's normal.
2: Yeah, yep. If there is anybody listening that feels as if either themselves or their child could be in a similar situation, has an Alex of their own, what kind of advice would you give them with your wisdom? From what
3: I've learnt, I've done two different approaches with Caitlin. One was go in fighting, telling her to get out and what he's doing to her. And he came in going, no, she's just trying to get rid of me, blah, blah, blah. And she sort of kept her distance a little bit. And then I came in with a loving approach, like we can do this, darling. You know, you deserve so much better, much more gentle approach. And just sort of giving her some courage to realized she's beautiful and, you know, she can do so much better in life. And we got her the Lash Technician course. Some independence. Yeah, she got a lot of independence and, yeah, she was out and ready to do this and...
2: Yeah, I often think to myself, you know, the friendship circles that do tend to dissipate with abusive relationships, like I think it's, it's something that needs to be reinforced all the time. Like if you refuse to dissipate, you know, with this man that doesn't want you around, you could be. Gotta hang in there. Anything that makes an abusive man angry has got to be good in my eyes, which obviously yep. you've succeeded in. I mean it's
0: really frustrating watching people go back and not leave. So as a parent. Yeah,
3: and you don't know what control they have behind the scenes. He had a lot of control. Um, so he had her under the impression that he had custody of one of their children. Um, turns out that he didn't have custody of the child in the end and he was telling her she couldn't leave with that child. And she wasn't leaving because, yeah, she she did not want to leave those any of those children behind with him. She didn't feel safe with those kids with him. How did she meet him? Uh, she actually met him on her 18th birthday at a uh, birthday drinks. And she actually asked me, even though she was 18, she said, Mum, can I go out with these friends and I want to meet oh, some new people mm. that they're friends with? And, and I said, you don't have to ask there me. You're was. 18 now.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. It's oh, fucking horrific. I want to stay in contact with you, and yeah, um, we want and to know what's happening. Yeah, what's the name of the GoFundMe page? Um, yeah,
3: so it's
2: Justice for Caitlin. Justice for Caitlin. C A I T. L-I-N, Justice for Caitlin, guys, that's how you can donate and that's how we can make sure that Alex doesn't come out again and that these babies go back to where they belong. And shame on those parents, shame on anybody. Absolutely. for for, For making anything slightly harder for you than it's already been. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty shocked. I'm shocked. I know that there are really bad men out there, but when I hear that there are bad parents that are really, you know, just facilitating this shitness, it just, yeah, Yeah. it's a whole nother level, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And she's got a Facebook page um, called In Memory of Caitlin Rose Thornton. Um, so that's where you'll see the beautiful oh, side Great. of her life. We'll pop that on there as well. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. In yeah.
0: memory
2: of Caitlin Rose Thornton. Celebrate celebrate her and keep that alive. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we need to change some legislations in her name as well because this is just for Yeah, that next
3: of kin. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
2: Yeah. I can't thank you enough for sharing your story with us. And maybe after the um, coronial inquest or after the – actually, when you get the kids back, when the um, court case comes on, maybe you can jump on for a little bit and tell us how happy you are Yeah, and um, remind everyone to keep – paying for the legal fees because we really have a bigger mission <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in our hearts <laughs> yeah, absolutely you seem like you're doing really well but I know that that's how grief works isn't it and you can do what you need to do and then go back to it
3: I grabbed my strength from what my daughter went through so she had amazing strength to get through life and her final days and that's where I pull my strength from from her
2: yeah. Right. So do you just envision that when you feel like you can't go on? Yeah. And you just go, mm Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Are you spiritual? Do you believe in, in anything spiritually? I do, yeah. Yeah. I believe mm. she's she's
3: here all the time with me, so. Yeah,
2: yeah. of course. Because yeah. I, I am and I definitely don't think that when somebody dies, you know, that's it for them and I don't think that I could handle not believing in something, but um oh it's nice to have something, isn't it? To be able to yeah. feel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kylie. I really appreciate thank you. it. You're and welcome. We'll thank put you. everything in the show notes and we'll stay in contact. Lovely. Thank you so much. A huge shout out and thank you to Kylie for providing us with this interview and helping us get the message out of what she's been through. She's such an awesome woman, and regardless of how much she's gone through, I think. Her kindness and her strength and resilience really shine through in that interview. I just really, really love her and want things to work out with her and her grandbabies.
0: Just such an incredible story. I can't believe it. So we've got an update from Kylie. She said he was released from jail on Caitlin's birthday of all days, June 28th. He went back to court for five separate matters and was found guilty and is serving a community corrections order. He needs to be of good behaviour for three years None of these offences are for assaults on Caitlin, though. We are still waiting on the autopsy report before a date can be set for an inquest into her death. I get my grandchildren one day a week while we wait for the final family court hearing. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to speak publicly of the family court proceedings, which we understand. Totally understand. And now that inquest is very expensive to get lawyers for. So I think that is where Kylie's really strong, and we can all help, even if it's if just anyone, a tiny little amount, yep. it all adds yep. up.
2: That's, you know, the majority of the GoFundMe's that I've done, Claude, have been like, you know, when I raised 200 grand for Rafiki, that was like 6,000 donors. Do you know what I mean? The average donation was like $20. So if you think you're not helping, you are like that's that's what how it happens and we're always grateful for anyone that wants to help anyone that we talk to or that we introduce you to one thing about the Kylie case that I was sort of in shock while we were doing the interview and after the interview I sort of had to process it and just be like what the hell and I went back and I started looking up alex the guy you know who is now not being charged for any of the assault against caitlin even though she did everything she could to to get him charged but because she's now passed away you know the main witness is gone it but it's just awful that you you can't in death still have a voice but one thing that i did because i am an internet sleuth as we all know i started looking up his facebook And it's set on public so I could see everything. And all of a sudden I'm looking at photos of Kylie's daughter on life support. Because he's made that made it all public. It's it's just It is so disturbing. It is
0: so disturbing. He just doesn't. Meanwhile, she's not allowed
2: to get her daughter's body and he's sharing photos of her toe tag Mm -hmm. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Um anyway, I'm I hope that we helped in some way by introducing you guys to this story. There are ways that you can help her, even if it's signing the petition to try and get some changes made. I know that if I died and I was in an off again, on again, off again, abusive relationship, that I wouldn't be at peace knowing of that my not. parents didn't get my body. It's awful. Yeah,
0: it's really bad.
2: What a way to just find, put one more bloody nail in the coffin, for lack of a better term. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks for caring. Thanks for always wanting to help. And we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of To Be Frank. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, be sure to click follow. And leaving a review helps others find the podcast. Join us next time as we explore more interesting topics and people from all over the world.